Don't chop the dinosaur, Daddy. Oh, my God, that tastes so good. Hello and welcome to Bitecast, the podcast serving up the freshest and tastiest of food-related banter. Please take a seat and grab a drink as you are in for a treat. I am Brendan White, your head chef for this evening. I can be found often raiding pantries or on the socials of Brendan 8-Bit. And my sous chef on this episode is one of the head honchos over at StoryModeGaming.com, who I personally think are one of the best up-and-comers in the AU gaming space, Uh so be sure to check him out. You can also hear him ranting on Story Mode, a video game podcast, gushing on love letters while also spitting countless hot takes on the socials at Jesse Spanner. Jesse Monroe, welcome to the kitchen. What's cooking, my friend? What a hot intro. I'm straight into the kitchen. That's it. Straight on in. Grab the the chef's hat, grab the the jacket and uh, get comfy. You've already got a drink, so you don't need another one. You're good for the gimlet for now. And uh, yeah, let's get to it. But how you doing, man? I am good. After that, I am doing great. That's what I like to hear. I'm, uh, my, my, one of my focuses in life is to, to raise people up and get the energy going. And uh, I feel it's going to be a good one. But I guess before we get into the meat and potatoes of uh, this Bitecast 101, maybe we should uh, you know, peel back the curtain and, and get, the, get the Jesse story, maybe get the story mode gaming story. The, uh, the floor is yours, mate. Talk to the patrons however you'd like. So what is, is story mode? Story mode is... Look, just a group of mates came together to talk shit about games. Pretty simple. I think I think uh, that's how a lot of our podcasts started out. And uh, in the last few months, I've been lucky enough to you know meet yourself, meet a bunch of fantastic podcasters throughout Australia, uh, nestle into the group a little bit. And I've been f- feeling very welcome um, by the whole thing. But yeah, we've, we've grown astronomically this year. Yeah, like you've you've just hit your 100th on Story Mode, yeah. a video game podcast. You've just officially announced some expansion to the team and uh, unveiled a whole new crew and they've got their first articles up at storymodegaming.com. It is all happening over there. All happening. And uh, yeah, I mean, I held off on doing a podcast for the longest time because I was uh, terrified of speaking into a microphone with my with my lisp and my, my mumble. But um, who cares? No one can take this podcast away from me now. Exactly. Exactly. Episodes. Try and stop me. Yeah, the the momentum is unstoppable. The immovable force, we might call it for for now. And uh, yeah, mate, we we all we all sound different. We all look different. Doesn't matter. But you know that voice that you have, whether it be in tone or in thought process, it's distinctive, and everyone should hear it. So uh, yeah, check out Story Mode, a video game podcast. Be sure to chuck it in your RSS feed in your podcast player. Rate, review, subscribe. That son of a bitch ASAP. Get on over to Twitch, chuck them a follow, chuck them a sub, get those tasty emotes, do all those good things. But uh, it's exciting. It's exciting. Um, the only the only sort of axe to grind I've got is it's just yet another video game podcast or video game outlet that is also using 8-Bit Purple. Like Pop Culturist, they're also using 8-Bit <laughs> Purple. Now, you guys, who's next? It's just like, we own that purple. Get out of it, but it's okay because yours is more of a lighter, softer shade, so it's fine. Didn't Cadbury try and trademark that purple? They can try. They can try. We'll, we'll, this is where we band together. We take yep. it down. We'll take I down the beef, big chocolate overlords. I think your beef with me is going to be about Fraser just then. I was I was gonna I was gonna bring that up, but um, you know, I was gonna like weave in some kind of ham and eggs metaphor. 
But uh, you know what? Anyone that's listened to me rant into a microphone anytime over the last six years know that I absolutely fucking hate Frasier. <laughs> but uh, now they know that you are a friend of Frasier. You're, you're a fan. I'm a friend of Frasier. I'm a friend of Frasier. I w- was bored and I binge watched it. And look, it gets shit towards the end, but it's not bad. The time. Mm, debatable. He's a bit debatable. of a dick, but the dog's cool. The dad's. Look, I don't like any of the characters, but I like them. <laughs> okay. So you like the dog and that's that's kind of like a dog. I is really brilliant. like the dog. A dog carries a lot of weight in any form of media. So I get it. But fuck Frasier. Fuck Kelsey Grammer. Oh, go oh. away. <laughs> oh, Kelsey. Yeah, he should have. He just lost a subscription from yeah. Kelsey Grammer. He should have just stayed in Cheers world. He didn't need to leave the bar scene and have his own show. Like, or was he the only one brave right enough? There. Was the only one brave enough to forge his own? I don't know. Ted Danson's done pretty well for himself. Yeah, shit's good. Obviously not in Cheers World. He's just gone and played other characters. But all you think of with Kelsey Grammer is outside of Sideshow Bob, Frasier. That's it. You know, if you've done it perfect the first time. Why try it again? Yeah. Well, you know what you did with Cheers. Look, yeah. my my argument is collapsing around me, okay? <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping by the end of this episode or maybe by the end of the week, I'll make you a fellow <laughs> Frasier hater because... Uh, it is the worst. But anyway, what's not the worst is ByteCast. On these one-on-one episodes, we're going to do our best to get you this episode complete in 30 minutes or less. But if that's not the case, don't worry, listeners, because that means the episode is free. So uh, you've got nothing to complain about either way. Uh, we're going to break this down. We've got four primary topics or questions. Jesse is familiar with these four primary topics and questions. He's uh, been able to formulate a, a response to all of them, we hope. And um, in between topics two and three, I've got some shoot-from-the-hip questions that Jesse does not know right now. So uh, we're going to ask him to, yeah, shoot straight from the heart, shoot honest and true, and uh, answer those as best he can. But uh, Jesse, if you've got any other questions, comments, concerns, air them now. Otherwise, we can jump in to topic number one. Jump on in. Do it. All right. All right. What food-related item or dish would you compare yourself to and why? Why is this the hardest question I've ever been asked? <laughs> you sent these questions to me a few days ago. I'm like, oh, this is going to be the best. Like, holy shit, buy cars. going to do a podcast with Brendan. It's going to be sick. Wait, wait, what do you mean? What do you mean? I'm a big guy. I should know everything about food. I should know this answer just top of my head. I should tell people this unprompted. But took, I sat down. I spoke with my partner about it. We, we couldn't think of anything. But I've landed on, on, on one... Very versatile ingredient, food stuff, whatever you want to call it. The humble egg. Okay, okay. Because I think I'm okay by myself. I'm fine. (laughs) You boil an egg. Okay, you have sustenance. You're not having a great time. You got an egg. Well done. But you mix it together with other things. You put the egg on some toast. Oh, you got a nice breakfast. You mix the egg with some cheese. You cut yourself an omelette. Use it to combine things. I think I work well in a team. I need others around me to help build me up. I'm the humble egg. I'll bring things together. I like that. But you I know? need like, support. Like, are you like jumping from food related to then an object related? Like the egg in this in this um, description. It's like you're the glue. You're, you're holding things glue. together. Yeah. You're the binding agent. You keep friends close, family close, relationships going. You taste pretty good. But yeah, you've got some you've got some utility. You're like a Swiss army knife. Well, I also want to maybe not a chicken egg though. Maybe like okay. a like an emu egg cuz I'm kind of fucked, you know? <laughs> like yeah, it's useful. 
it has a lot of purpose, but it's like, what am I, what am I doing here? I've got to drill this thing open. So uh, you're saying you might intimidate some people then? Maybe. Your aura, you walk into rooms and people just sort of are taken aback and intimidated like, by your like presence because they're egg. looking at this big emu egg going, oh my goodness, what are we going to do with this? I want to crack it open. I want to eat that, but I'm scared. But then they eat it and it's like, look, wasn't anything special by itself, was it? Get me some toast. Get me a few pieces of toast. There's a lot of egg. And we've got, you know, a party. God, now you know, I'm thinking party. Now I'm thinking of like boiled egg emu eggs but like instead of just the toast as far as the soldiers you just get like giant baguettes and just dip the baguette into the emu egg and just chomp on a giant dippy egg baguette like that i i want to try this i'm picturing a, a boiled emu egg and somebody slicing it like a big thanksgiving turkey yeah like one of those like they need one of them electric shield. blades yeah yeah the electric blade and stuff like that i'll have some of the orange meat thank you <laughs> you know, more emu eggs. Coles, they're, they're so big. I know you're listening. I don't know if you've seen emu and ostrich eggs and stuff, but they are very, very big. For some reason, I always had... Growing up, there was an emu egg in my house. Why? And I don't know why. It was a hollowed out emu egg. I don't know whose it was. I didn't want to ask because I don't want to know the answer, to be honest. But it was just there. And it just followed me throughout my, my childhood. Was it like on the mantelpieces, like a, a pride possession of the family? Kind of like it was always like in like a little like you know ceramic bowl. It would be there next to some keys. What <laughs> like is that how I was born? Did I come out of that egg? Maybe, maybe, maybe there's some some rebirth value attached to that. Maybe you are like some humanoid emu creature. I wouldn't be surprised to be honest. I don't know. The You're emu flightless. war. There was a lot of. I don't um, think you can those... fly. Neither can emu. So exactly. And look, the emu war. There would have been some love on the battlefield. Yep. And yep. maybe after generations of breeding. <laughs> That's true. They got me. And I'm reverting back to the egg. How do your feet look? Have they, have they you sort of got like three toes or you got the full five toe onslaught going on or what? I'm not going to give my wiki feet score out for free. That's true. But it, it's low. Okay, that much. God. Oh, people are already going, all right, we need to, where's his OnlyFans? Is that uh, OnlyFans.com forward slash Jesse Spanner? Get those, Spanner. get those emu feet. It's, it's Jesse's Spanner. Jesse Spanner. <laughs> All right, let's uh let let's keep moving into topic two before we go down some weird bestiality, bird foot fetish thing that is uh you know getting people far too stimulated. We get One question in. enough. One question in it's bestiality already. Yeah, I'm I'm well. excited and terrified to see where it goes from here. All right, topic number two because this is a bit of a slippery slope after yeah bird based sex fetishes. What's your guilty pleasure? Or pleasures. If you've got multiple, pleasures. feel free. I've got one. And um, when I went through these questions with my partner, she's like, yep, that's your guilty pleasure. Don't cook it when I'm in the house. She hates it. It's a humble food that kept soldiers alive during wars. Okay, It's spam. You're a spam I'm here guy. Defend spam. Spam raw garbage. What are you doing? Go away. Cook it up. Pop it on a pan. Speaking of eggs, you put an egg, some spam, some toast. Get a sandwich going. That's a, that's a solid, not healthy breakfast because it's it's just salt. Yeah, it's it's All salty salt. meat in a can. <laughs> mystery mystery meat, as they call it. Now, I actually did some research on this because that's, that's how I roll. Uh, not much, though. But I found out there's a lot of uh, arguments about where the name Spam came from. So I always thought it was spiced ham. Some people think it stands for shoulders of pork and ham. Okay. Uh, 
specifically processed artificial meat, it's an acronym, or another acronym, something posing as meat. <laughs> I think I like the last two the best. Look, is it meat? No. Does it need to be though? I like, you know, cabana. You look at a piece of salami and tell me where the fuck that came from on an animal. You don't yeah. know. It's all processed. It came from everywhere. Everything we eat is processed. So yeah. why do we judge spam in a can so harshly? You a spam man? I've got to say, I am a spam man. And um, I've actually been to the spam festival because spam Excuse is pretty much me. like the national meat of Hawaii. And I was over there in a former life uh, staying and traveling around and they have a spam festival every year where they have like spam floats and any type of spam cooked a million different ways and all the flavors. And there was even like the the one year I was there, they, they had like a a surfer's wave made entirely out of spam and you could sort of get underneath as if you were like surfing a wave of spam and they took photos of you. See if I can find the photo, but I've been to the spam festival. So I, I'm a fan of the salty mystery meat, especially when you fry it up. It's good. It's good. Like I, I've had, I've had people judge me. I fried them up a piece, and they've, they've changed their mind. Now something I used to do when I was younger, and it's probably led to various health conditions in my, <laughs> my current life and future life, is I remember one time parents went home like, oh, you make, make myself dinner, or I'll die. So I looked around. We had pasta, we had cheese, we had spam. Ooh, okay. They, they got mixed together. Spam pasta. So no sauce, just spam, cheese, and pasta cooked up and tossed in. Look, it was a rough night, okay? Yeah. Rough morning too on the bowels. Rough I'd morning. It's, it was a rough. It's been rough since, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing that, was look, ever no, the same look, since that fateful night of maybe pasta, I'm spam, and cheese. It's all been downhill since because that was the pinnacle. It That's wasn't bad. Because I mean, I see three things uh, separate are good. Mix it all together. You're not being healthy anyway. You're eating spam. Fuck it. Go in. Get it done. Yeah. I, th- I think when, when you know, it's that whole saying in for a penny, in for a pound. Like exactly. if, if you're gorging or just eating all these crazy unhealthy things, if you can combine them together to make it like a megazord of tasty goodness, why wouldn't you do it? If you're eating processed meat, just just do it. Have a have a beer. Just get, get the job done. Yeah. Don't put like a lettuce with it or something. I don't know why you would. Don't try and... Fancy it up, try and be healthy. No. Yeah. Roll I, on the mud. I, I can see it like pig. You, you could toss spam through, like if you want to get a bit fancy with like a Dolmio pasta sauce, like a red-based pasta sauce, you toss that in with some spam and then you do your pasta with it as well. So it maybe feels a little bit fancier. As some people to do put it cheese. through like a fried rice. And it's oh, quite popular yeah. mixed through. Uh, it's a popular choice on some sushis and stuff like that. It's it versatile. It's tin meat. I mean, come on. You don't expect the world from it. Yeah. And anyone's eaten like knob meat or like ham steaks and stuff, it's got that similar taste and texture to it. It's just a little bit saltier. That's all. Like, Yeah. And look, you take out the tin, it's got some sort of like slime on it, like a snail's goo on it. But yeah. That's, that's it off. That's the sign of quality right there. You just scrape that off or you lick it off, whatever you want to do with the congealed salty meat fat that's sort of sweated out of it over... The six years it's been on the shelf, but you know what? There's oh. worse things to be eaten out of a can, that's for sure. Like canned exactly. vegetables, they're the devil. But canned meat, sign me up. Canned <laughs> pie, no thanks. Canned yeah, hamburger, chicken. no thanks. Mm. All right, we're getting too wound up here. Too overstimulated after uh, bird feet and uh, salty Big canned eggs meat. and salted meat. All right, we're gonna we're gonna shift gears and jump into this. 
So as the Brothers Osborne say there, we are shooting from the hip, but we're not asking questions later. I'm going to ask these questions right freaking now. These are the ones that you haven't been vetted on. So uh, I'm going to throw these questions out at you. You just uh, tell us what you're feeling in your heart, you know? Aim true, and you'll hit your uh, metaphorical target here. So the first question, how do you have your coffee, or what's your go-to coffee order? Black as night, mm-hmm. but not too hot. I like to let it cool a little bit, and then I neck it. I just shot it. My girlfriend's massive coffee snub. I remember coming home one day, and there was a massive box on the counter, and she looked at me, she's like, I bought something. I'm like, um, what? <laughs> coffee machine. How much was that? Don't ask. But... <laughs> It's one of the best things in the house. And then I also bought her this like weird coffee setup. that looks like Walter White making meth. Oh, really? Um, like a cold drip style? Are you talking? Is kind that of. Going? It's, it's got like a little flame, like gas jet and everything. Very, very good. Um, yeah. Just give me a, a shot. I let it sit for a little bit. Knock it back. Get energy for days. Any any sugar or any flavorings? Or are you just straight up just a, just a short black? No, let it cool. I want... All foods and drinks that I consume to slightly punish my body, as you could tell by the spam. So the bitter of the better for the coffee. Yes. 100%. Okay. Okay. I, I, I'm a I'm a short black guy, heart. but but I'll have like a half a sugar, and instead of waiting for it to get cold, I'll just do like a real quick splash of cold water, just so it's sort of drinkable straight away. That's my yeah, go. Not a, that's not a bad idea. I think they want to go. Yeah, but you don't want to you don't want to let that cold water get too full of the cup because obviously then it's just going to be lukewarm dirty water with a hit of coffee so yeah you still you still want to feel that coffee running through your veins all right the okay. next one what is your favorite flavor of ice cream um vanilla but it has to be a particular type of vanilla i need to see the little black bits of the vanilla. like the vanilla bean yeah okay i like a really just creamy vanilla i know it's the most basic answer ice cream is getting a little bit too a little bit too big for the britches, I say. You got these fancy flavors in it. Let's calm down. Let's get vanilla right again. Slightly melted. The connoisseur. Yep, yep. Super creamy. Very velvety. Love it. Mm. I'm starting to uh, form a bit more of an understanding about you as a person. You're a very, very simple man, I'm realizing. You know, the oh, yes. eggs, the spam, the vanilla ice cream. You're a man of simple tastes. Refined tastes, but simple tastes. That was very simple. There's nothing to be ashamed of there. All right, keeping the simplicity going, describe to us your dream piece of Vegemite toast. So color of the bread, if you want to go that specific, butter, yay, nay, how thick, same with the Vegemite. Step us through your dream piece of Vegemite toast. Question. Because I don't hate Vegemite. Okay. I don't know if you like it. I'm indifferent towards it. Mm -hmm. My perfect piece of Vegemite toast is just butter. Just butter toast? toast. I love butter on toast. Butter on toast, like you get some thick bread, and you get like some of the like farmer's organic butter. It, it's nothing better. But it, look, if I'm going to have some Vegemite on there, it, it's probably a 50-50 ratio. You see people put too much on there. It's like, all right, like what are you, what are you trying to prove? That they're you psychopaths. That's what they're trying to prove. You want salt? Here's some spam. <laughs> put some spam on that Vegemite toast, fool. Yeah. No, actually, no, that would kill me. Um, I won't, I won't So I won't much that, salt. Just die instantly. But no, a 50-50 spread. I think the butter helps it spread a little bit more than Vegemite. Mm-hmm. It just cuts that flavor a little bit. People who are eating spoonfuls of Vegemite can't just get like a hobby. What are you yeah, doing? it's Satanists. That's that's yeah. not a good time. 
Not a good time. But yeah, less is more with Vegemite. And that seems to be the general consensus. Outside of the people that... I've stumbled across a fair few. There's a bit of a bit of a subculture in this video game space we're operating in, where where people aren't fans of Vegemite. You know, there's a lot of Vegemite haters amongst the uh, the AU gaming space. I've started to start to realize. I think I'm onto a big story here. But uh, the next shoot from the hip question or topic: Coke or Pepsi? Pepsi Max. Oh, okay. Pepsi Max every day of the week. Coke is fine. Vanilla Coke is diet. Vanilla Coke is exceptional. Mm-hmm. Okay, but. Uh, Pepsi Max on ice, beautiful. And I remember a few years ago, I found they were, they ran uh, like a promotional mix of Pepsi. It was like Pepsi 1942 or something like that. It was a year. It was a little gold can, and I could only ever find them at Safeway. And it was like a, an old mix that they used to use, the old recipe. Absolutely amazing. I wonder if that recipe is like where they're using the. Uh the sugarcane as opposed to the the fructose and they've got an OG style like they still do over in Mexico. Maybe that's why it tastes so good because OG I'm Coke good. like that is really great. Oh, yeah. like I've, I've had the OG Coke and it's a good time. But also, I want to give a special shout out to Hiroshima Cola. When I was Hiroshima in Japan, Cola. I had, a, I had a bottle of Hiroshima Cola. It tastes like a perfect balance between Pepsi and Coke. Okay. And I don't know. It was on another level. Maybe I was just because I was in Japan, everything was better. I'm listen. I'm I'm very intrigued by this. I've never heard of Hiroshima Cola, but like whenever it is, I can finally go to Japan. I'm going to hunt down a bottle or a can of Hiroshima Cola. I'm going to report back. I'll tell you where they sell it. Where they sell Hiroshima. Hiroshima. I thought so. (laughs) (laughs) I was was hoping. I was going to be pissed if I went to Hiroshima and they're like, "Oh, we didn't sell that here." (laughs) Anyway, the uh, the last question in shoot from hip. It's a two parter. So the first part of the question is, what's your favorite fast food chain? And when we're stipulating this, we're talking Australian, like national or international. We don't want to hear of the the local Chinese restaurant that no one sort of can have have a direct touch with or a relation to. So what's your favorite fast food chain? And then following that up, what's your go-to order from said fast food chain? This is an exceptionally hard question. Because, you know, you get your basic, you get your McDonald's. You're not going to really have a bad time you get a Mac. You go in the morning, you get yourself a hash brown that costs like $8 nowadays. Ridiculous. Back in my day. You know. I think they're dollar soft serve cones these days too, aren't they? This is age we live in. It's the worst time. Like capitalism. Capitalism. Capitalist capitalism. McDonald's pigs. Get out of here. Get out of here, capitalism. No time for you. Mick capitalism. <laughs> sure, that's never been said before. KFC, you got your popcorn chicken. You got your uh, original recipe. That's a good time. They used to do that popcorn chicken quesadilla. Years years ago, I don't know why it's burnt into my memory and my in my arteries. Red Rooster has moments, pizza has moments. I only get a little bit left field and go with rolled. Okay, okay. The I sandwich, love... the sandwich place. No, no, rolled the uh, rice paper rolls. Oh, okay. What am I thinking of? Anyway, disregard. Tell tell us the story about rolled. I surprisingly, despite all my answers so far being really kind of heavy foods, I like something light. Surprisingly healthy, a bit of spice to it, a little bit of flavor. You get that a lot from your Southeast Asian cuisines. So a place like Roll that does like a pho, they do your banh mi, uh, and they do your rice paper rolls. It's always going to get me. Now, my go-to order there is soft shell crab is fantastic. I've mm-hmm. seen a picture of a soft shell crab, and I never want to see it again because they're awful looking creatures. Get you a shell for them too. Like it's it's really cruel when you think about it. They're getting these crabs mid shelling or mid shedding, 
and then they're killing them and you're eating them that way. So you can just chomp through their whole body. It's very sad. Delicious, but very sad. Well, now they can never have that again. I really like the barramundi and avocado one and the duck. Look, get them a little bit of chili oil. It's a good time. You feel up and about. You feel like you're hanging with the youth. It feels like a very young, trendy sort of thing. Mm -hmm. It just recaptures that youth, my youthful exuberance. Okay, so so rolled is your your go to, and it's 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 some barramundi or some duck inspired rolls. And are these like sort of the single like fist size ones you sort of just chew in once, or do you get them in like they break it down into like a little little sort of mini pack like you get with like with sushi? Singular little rolls. So I normally get three or four. Two, three bites each one. Got those little noodles that aren't anything. Got a lot of vegetables in there. It, it's the illusion of health, really. Yeah, I get you. I get, and I like those cold. They're like a vermicelli noodle almost. Yeah, yeah. I, I love cold noodles, so I can feel that. I don't know where I was going with with rolled initially. Maybe I was thinking of I don't know. I I, I know the place you're talking about though, because it's a very similar name. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Rolls. Anyway, that is uh that's the first time we've gone down that path as far as that favorite fast food chain. I, I'm liking the diversity that we're got, starting to get from all these all these responses in. All right, let's move into topic number three. This could be fun. This could go a whole host of ways. What are your weird food habits? I have been given shit for this for years. For I, I used to be in a band, and the moment I told them I did this, they always kicked me out. And with fair reason. Brent, I'm going to actually flip the question on you a little bit here. Okay. You're going to make your cereal in the morning. Yep. Tell me your process. Okay, so if we're going full step by step, obviously open the respective cupboards, get my bowl out, get my spoon out, get my cereal, pour the cereal in. Uh, typically I'll pour, like, depending on how big the bowl is, you know, I'll pour enough to, to be a good hearty serving. And as far as the milk, cold milk out of the fridge. And I like to have a full coverage over all of my cereal. So ideally, if I can pick that bowl up and sort of slosh it like this, everything will move around like it's in a big milk sea. So that's it. I don't like letting it sit and get soggy. I'll just hoover in straight away and then slurp down that milk. Happy days. Okay, I'm very glad you said slope down that milk, and I'll get to that in a moment because I've been yelled at for that. I'm a little bit different. Get me a big bowl. I'm filling that. I'm filling that thing up with milk. There's a lot of milk in this thing, and then I'm gonna put a dash of honey in there. Okay. I'm putting that bad boy into the microwave. I want a warm milk, a warm hug in a bowl. Take it out when it's almost. You can still touch it, but it's still it's quite warm. Pop your cereal in, your wheat bix, whatever. I pop them in afterwards because I like that mixture of crunchy and soft. Mm -hmm. And then when you're done, you have this this delicious soup, if you will. Okay, the Australian broth. <laughs> it's got honey in there, but you also have these little flakes of wheat bix, the little bix of wheat floating around. This weird brown layer of powder that comes off of the wheat bix. Mixes them with the honey, the, the warm honey milk. You drink that. Like like manna from the gods. It's good. But people look at me and like, you know, everyone's having breakfast and I'm pouring milk, like, way too much milk into a bowl and putting it in the microwave and everyone's like, you need Jesus right now. To, to be honest, I'm not I'm not grossed out by this. Like it's, it. it's not something I've ever thought of. Like obviously you have warm milk with like oats and things. And I guess the end game is you sort of have an oat-like texture that you got going on here with exactly. the honey and the milk. 
and then the the wheat base that's sort of thickened up and sloshy at the end. So I get where you're coming from. Is this is this something you try specifically just with with like wheat bix and the all then the offshoots of wheat bix, or would you try this with like coca pops, frosties, fruit loops, all that, or is it strictly like these more softer flavored cereals? With if you're getting something like a coca pops. No honey needed. Unless I want to get nasty with it. We're going to be a little freak. But still warm milk with the Coca Pops? warm milk. I, mm. I guess then you get a hot chocolate instead of I milkshake. I get a hot chocolate, eh? Exactly. See? Mm. You're thinking this through. I like this. I'm, I'm slowly converting you on this. I want to try this. Now, also, another key element of this is full cream milk is, is fine for some things. I'm a big fan of rice milk. It's a little bit sweet, which sounds like it, it's kind of off. Maybe it is. It's a little bit sweet, a little bit more depth of flavor. You mix it with the honey, and when it's warm, and mixes the little wheat bix powder. I don't know. It just comes together really nice. Mm. That a little bit of sourness mixes with the sweetness of the honey. Complex. It's a complex breakfast. That is a very complex breakfast. That is that is a very unique unique way to have your cereal. But I'm not appealed. I'm not appalled by it. I'm intrigued by it, and I, I want to try. Your open mind. You gotta be. I, I, I've been, I've been shouted down because of this. I love that you nearly got kicked out of a band for this. <laughs> oh, they they're angry. Like I don't want to bring it up to them. I'm I'm scared they'll listen to this. I'll I'll send them a link to it. I'll I'll, I'll fight with you on the picket lines. Good, thank you. And we'll have so much energy because of all the sugar. Yeah. And all the honey. <laughs> all the honey and the the warm rice milk and the, oh, man, the wheat fix residue. Look, I'm up and about just thinking about this breakfast I'm gonna have tomorrow. Well, your breakfast is an anytime snack. You could have it tonight if you wanted to. I wouldn't judge. Bit bowl before bowl before dinner. Instead warm of a warm glass cup of milk of tea. before dinner. What a beautiful sleep. Yeah. You'd sleep well. You'd sleep very comfortably. Yeah. To hell with those haters in that band. A good breakfast should get you ready for bed. I agree. Hey, I agree. You should be asleep by eleven AM. <laughs> nap through the day. I do love a good day nap. All right, so let's uh let's jump into topic number four here, and this this is the this is the the final question. What's your favorite food? So when you're looking down at the table, and this could be your last meal or your dream meal, but when you're looking down and there's a plate of whatever this dish is or whatever this item is, looking back at you, what is it? What's what's your dream meal? Your favorite food? You can't miss treat whatever it is. Jesse, what's uh what does it for you? Yeah, this is the one that's been rolling around my head. And I came up with a list of about 20 things. And on that list was a food that you've got at least twice so far. Economiyaki is on that list. Because Economiyaki really? is fantastic. <laughs> yes. Also, next time you go to Japan and you're in Hiroshima, okay, there's a place right next to the yeah. station. Right next to the station. It's next to the Little Mermaid uh, Bakery. Shout out to Little Mermaid Bakery in Hiroshima. Shout out. Go there. You get the seafood one. Hell of a time. We'll all go. Yeah, and we'll, we'll 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 share that. Like we'll wash that down with a couple of Hiroshima cokes. <laughs> oh, away we go. What a time. What a time to be. Um, that was, that was on my list. Uh, salmon was on my list as well. I like a good fillet of salmon, even smoked salmon. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. Um, but I've gone with something a little bit unusual, and kind of goes back to the 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 rolled argument I had, where I like something a bit fresh. I'm going with a Granny Smith apple. Okay, before you jump into the the semantics behind this, I got to say I love 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 Granny Smith apples. They're they're my favorites. Kansies have quickly jumped up the up the food chain as well as far as the the apple priority. But yeah, nice green Granny Smith will always own a piece of my heart. But uh, back to you. 
this is why I like you. That that first bite, it doesn't just taste good. It is it is a physical feeling. You feel it throughout your whole body. That crunch, and scientifically they found it that the sensation of crunching stimulates your brain, like the pleasure centers of your brain or whatever. It gets you going. Plus, it is better at waking up than a cu- uh, cup of coffee. I read that once and I don't want to be corrected. I'm going to believe that for the rest of my days. I've seen that too, where they they reckon if you start your day off with a with a an apple, bananas can do this do similar as well. Like the the sugars and things in a banana, where it can get you started just as good, if not better, than a than a coffee or a tea. It's such a bright, sharp taste. You have that in the morning after your warm cereal. It wakes you back up after you almost fell asleep. Oh, would you put some Granny Smith slices in your cereal, or is that that sort of gets tri- like stepping too close to the fire? Yeah, we know what happened to Icarus. You can't fly that close to the sun, okay? <laughs> it may seem good, but you know, every rose has its thorn. That's true. Um, also, going back to Granny Smith apples, years and years ago, I went on a bit of a health kick, which I do every now and then when I... And every night I was having salmon and broccoli. And throughout the day, I was eating a lot of apples, a lot of Granny Smith apples. And it wasn't like, oh, I looked this, this diet up and blah, blah, blah. I just thought, look, what's the thing I can have that's really, really easy? It's going to give me some energy. I'm going to go to the gym and stuff like that. I can have it on my walk there. Um, I thought, yeah, apples. I lost like 20 kilos in two months. God damn. On and the not like in a, oh my god, he's starving himself to death. I was still eating like throughout the day. I was having I was having my eggs for breakfast, spam for lunch, day. apples spam in between. No, well that that's how I got back to this weight. But I was having yeah my my salmon at night and my broccoli. Shout out to broccolini. Yeah, uh, shout out to broccolini. This broccolini. superior broccoli variant. Thank that's you. for sure. And it just came out of nowhere one day. Little baby shops, trees. Like, all right, give me all, right, all the little this. baby trees. I will chomp on them all day. I got some in the fridge, actually. I'm going to cook some up with some steak after this. Oh, very, very nice. I'm going to, actually, I'm doing, I may do the same with some chicken. Ooh. Look at us. Yeah, virtual um, high five. A good grain of apple, not too big. They get a little bit too big. They lose some sweetness. Not too small because they're too sweet. Right in the middle, there is no better satisfaction. It just brightens up your day. And look, that was a really hard answer, that one, because I, I, I could have gone, yeah, fish and chips, palmas, all these things. But I'm like, I like those meals. A great Smith apple, I can take a bite off and I've got a smile on my face. Yeah. One good thing too that uh, the Granny Smith apple does better than all the other apples is when you turn it into a toffee apple, you get that crunch with the toffee crunch. It is the king of the the apple with all that toffee. But I get too scared because I got like all these teeth along the top here are fake. So anytime I bite something really hard or that's got some resistance in it, I'm scared that my teeth are going to snap off or be stuck in the thing I'm biting into. I know the exact same feeling. Just to go off on a really quick tangent here. Um, I'm going to blame a um, uh, good, good good friend of ours, Lauren McLean, for this. She's a legend. She's a big-time fan and friend of 8-Bit. We actually came through the podcast ranks together. OK Games started about a... I can't remember if they were like just before or just after us. It was in a, in a four-week cycle. There was D1 DLC out of Adelaide. There was OK Games out of Vic. And then there was us out of Sydney. We all came up through the ranks together way back when. She used to be good, but I blame her directly for me almost lo- for me losing a tooth. Oh, really? So years and years ago, back when I was cool, I could skate. This was like when I was like 10. Um, I fell off my skateboard and hit the top of my mouth on a park bench. Okay. And hit, bent a tooth up, a, ba- a baby tooth up. Went to the dentist and the dentist is like, look, we can take it out, but that could damage the teeth around it. 
you may as well just wait for it to, to fall out. Fast forward, what, 18 years? Still hadn't fallen out. I had this tooth that was a little bit up on the left top part of my mouth. And when I would buy into certain things, like Apple sometimes, it would bend up a little bit. Whoa, did it hurt when that bent? Like sometimes, that? but I was having an apple, so I was happy anyway. <laughs> now, I was talking to Lauren, I was talking to Lauren one day, and she was talking about bagels. I'd never had a bagel before, my sheltered life. So I'm like, I'm going to get a bagel, put some... some uh, cream cheese salmon, on there. Cream cheese, a little bit of salmon on it, smoked salmon, beautiful. Took a bite, and it bent the tooth up even more. I'm like, okay, it's never gone up that far. It's How old were the bagels? Because they're... You know. I don't know. They were chewy. They were chewy. Thanks, Coles. <laughs> God damn you, Coles. But we'll take you as a sponsor if you want, Coles. The day before lockdown, uh, the, basically the day off, off lockdown, first starting in Victoria, my partner and I was like, okay, I'm going to... Let's go to Ikea. We're going to take about our last day. Um, I need a new desk knowing that I'm going to be working from home. So I go there, get that. And there's a jerk chicken van out in East Springvale. Um, that we went to and I took a bite out of this piece of chicken I've been looking forward to it all day and my tooth went up another notch and I thought this is the end of that I'm going to have to get some dental work done little did I realise because of lockdown all the dentists were closed except for emergencies this wouldn't be really classified as an emergency so I went home took two shots of bourbon Pop that motherfucker out myself. That's, that's what I like to hear. A bit of backyard dentistry. And now I can eat toffee apples like nobody's business. Okay, I'm eating bagels left and right. I have bagels you can't even see in camera right now. Okay? <laughs> you got a bagel in one hand, a toffee apple on a stick in the apple. other. And just... yeah. I'm daring my teeth to break. I'm, I'm scared. I'm scared. Anytime I bite with force... I worry so much. Like, I know they're bolted and there's rods in here into my mouth and all this stuff, but I'm scared because I've yeah. seen what I look like when those chompers aren't in there and it's not a good sight. <laughs> like, you'll never see from me or hear from me again if that occurs, especially if we're in lockdown, I can't go to a dentist. I would be mortified. Teeth teeth stuff is just, ugh, no thanks. Yeah, it's not a good time. Yeah, not at all. But Granny Smith apples are a good time. They are a good time. They'll take your teeth out sometimes, but you know. Well worth it. And they've got utility. They're, they're great in baking and desserts and everything like that. They're, they're sort of the my preferred apple if we're making apple pies and all that type of stuff. It's it's just a good time, See, Granny Smith. That's, that's where I get weird, though. I don't like um, cooked apples. Oh, really? So if I, I gave like, you an apple pie from McDonald's, you'd just throw it in the trash? Throw in the trash. I'll stare at you and throw it in the ground. God, you asshole. I bought that bagel with my money. I've got bagels on me. Don't worry about it. It's like, you can put it on the bagel. Who knows? Sweet and savory. Anyway, that brings us to the end of another one-on-one episode of Bitecast. Jesse, thank you for swinging on by the kitchen and uh, sharing all kinds of stories, memories, and moments from your life and up until today. Uh, anything else you wanted to shout out before we close down the kitchen for another episode? Look, you shared all the story myself at the top of the episode, like absolute champions. That's why, hey, thank you. This is absolutely brilliant. I think. I absolutely love this show. This is- Mate, appreciate it. Appreciate it. It's just good fun. It's something different. I love talking to good people about good things and there's not much better than food. So uh, be sure to follow 8-Bit as a whole at We Are 8-Bit. Follow myself at Brendan 8-Bit. Follow Jesse at Jesse Spanner and follow Story Mode at Story Mode AUS, I believe, on Twitter. That's the one. Cool. I didn't write that one down. So I was just uh, going from the muscle memory there. 
But after such a tasty episode, we are going to have one of the best advertisements of all time play us out. We're talking about early 2000s beer hit from those legends over at Carlton Draft. But for now, the kitchen is closed. Please settle your tab, tip your waiter, be safe, much love, and stay hungry.